bum bum Josh Cast. Dun, 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 no, it's another podcast that doesn't dun, 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 have enough traction to sell advertising space. Bum 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 bum. Josh Cast. Dun, 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 whoa, and now it's going to start. Dun, 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 dun. Josh Cast. Dun, 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 dun. Josh Cast. All right. Uh, I uh, okay. So I registered to vote today, uh, and I uh, re-registered actually because I moved uh, uh, a year ago, and now I'm I'm here in Burbank. Uh, re-registered to vote, and I registered as a Democrat. Uh, but I want to I want to assure any Republicans or, or Independents listening to this, um, <laughs> all all one of you, that one Democrat. Republican independent who is listening to this podcast. I just want to assure any anyone who's a Republican or an independent listening. I want to assure you, I'm not going to make fun of you. Uh, I don't have time. There's there's too much to cover with the Democrats. I'm not going to get to it. Um, maybe if you turn into the podcast ten years from now, I'll finally have time to get to you. But until then, I have too much. There's too much. Uh, twice in my life, the Democrats. I feel like maybe more than that, but twice in my life, the Democrats have had the majority in the, the Senate and the House. And and twice in my life, I've watched the Democrats um, argue a lot and not do anything with it. I, You know, they, they say that absolute power corrupts and the Democrats have found a way around that one. It, very effective. Uh, absolute power uh, causes at least 15% of the group to go, we, nah, we're not sure. We're not sure about this. You, you never have to worry about absolute power corrupting the Democrats. They've got, they've got that on lockdown. Um, in fact, I, some, I think the worst thing you can do is, is actually the best thing you can do is give them power. You give them power. They're gonna, they're gonna, um, uh, ensure that nothing happens. I uh, I haven't been watching the debates either. I don't I I don't bother watching the debates because I feel like every, no one in the debates explains how they're going to do what they're going to do. They they never explain how. And I think if they did that, if they if one of them actually explained tried to to explain step by step how they were going to solve the problems that are plaguing this country, we would go. Oh, he's not qualified. Okay, we're not going to vote for him. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for just putting all your cards on the table, and that's what, it, and it, and that's what it feels like when I, uh, when I watch these things. I don't feel like I'm watching a debate. I feel like I'm watching a game of poker, and the the key is who can actually not reveal what their plan is the longest. And some of the most effective presidents, I would argue, uh, were able to not tell anybody what they were doing up until the middle of the second term. Those are the geniuses. Those are the ones uh, who history will remember. I um, I always feel like I'm always hearing that uh, we have a five-point plan. Only five points, really. It's it, the problem with that simple. I, I feel like a that anyone would have come up with a five-point plan. A five... Of, it's more realistically, it's a 500-point plan, or it's a five-point plan with 5,000 amendments. And you're assuming, the in order for the five-point plan to work, here's what it is. 
in order for the five-point plan to work, um, homo sapiens cannot be involved in any way. As long as they're not involved, like if the five-point plan, if the only things that implemented the five-point plan was Siri and a Doberman, then it would work. But beyond that, no five-point plan is going to, that's not enough points. Not enough points. And I feel like the attitude that that all of them have when they're running is, guys, it's so easy. We just have to do this. Uh, and I'd, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather see some more honesty. I'd rather see, guys, I have a brilliant plan, and if you elect me, I am confident, absolutely confident, that I can get 1% to 2% of this plan to sort of work. That's the person I would vote for. That's what I'm looking for. I want that. That's, that's my candidate, whoever that is. Um, the other thing, too, is that, you know, there's, you know, it's not like anyone who's running for president has ever been president before. And I'm trying to think what, you know, what, you know, everyone talks about, well, what, you know, how much experience does a person have? If you're a senator, is that enough experience? Or if you're a governor, is that enough experience? And I'm trying to think of what running a country is. All running a country really is, is you're dealing with a giant group of people with uncontrollable emotional problems. That's what a country is. So I think uh, what I would like to see, I would like to see these candidates uh, run a middle school. That's, I think, the closest thing to running the United States of America. Run a middle school. Um, here's what I predict. I think Bernie Sanders would spend his day screaming about uh, how much of an idiot the principal is, and the kids would love him for it. Um, and then I think uh, Clinton would be very pragmatic, and I think she'd be a good teacher. And I don't think the, the kids wouldn't uh, the kids wouldn't misbehave with Hillary. Uh, because I, I really do believe that, that kids, they have a, this innate sense. They can sense when you've killed before. And they would get that with her, I think. Um, this, this, this is the troubling thing about what's going on with the primaries. Is that I, I don't hate either of them. Like I, There's a lot of people out there I feel like who hate, hate Clinton. And I don't hate Clinton. Um, I kind of, I almost feel like I can empathize with Clinton. Because Clinton is not, you know, the charming Kennedy-esque kind of candidate that Obama was. Uh, she's not, you know, she's not the, the, the one that everybody loves, the likable, affable, you know, relatable and yet elegant statesman person. She, uh, she's someone who I, who is, <laughs> I feel like when she has to deal with an idiot, this is Hillary Clinton, when she has to deal with an idiot, it's taking every fiber of her being to not punch that person in the face. That's my, that's what I'm thinking. It's just how, how can I not kill you right now? That's what's going on behind those eyes, those wide eyes of, ah, oh my gosh, I'm so close. Please, please, I'm so close. All I want to do is, is stab you, but I must not. It will not track well. Um, so I think Clinton would be good with, with the discipline. I think Trump, Trump would kick out 100% of the kids. He would just kick everyone out. He'd fire them, and then, and then he'd, he'd build a wall outside of the door to keep everyone from coming in. He'd have no one in class, and he'd have a 100% success rate. So uh, that's kind of what I'm predicting. That's what I'm predicting I would see. That's what, 
if if they actually ran a middle school or taught a middle school class. But I really that's that I think would be much more informative than watching a debate. That I want I want them to take over a middle school English class for six months, um, and then we watch it and we see how they deal. I'm going to see how they deal with middle school kids. That's how they deal with with uh, uh, all the other foreign powers. Transition. Transition. Um, I have no, I have no idea why I'm talking about this, but I've, for some reason, I've been thinking a lot about murder mysteries lately. I don't know why. I hope that doesn't mean I'm going to be murdered. That's immediately where my mind goes. Well, if I'm thinking about a murder mystery, then it obviously means I will be murdered. This is why I could never solve a mystery. I'm not very good with the cause and effect thing. But I always wanted to read a Sherlock Holmes short story where Sherlock Holmes listens to the particulars of the case, examines the crime scene, looks, looks at everything uh, under a microscope, examines everything, and then turns to Watson and says, you know what, I have no idea. I am out of idea. No clue. I'm drawing a blank on this one. It's not happening. It is not. It is so not happening. I don't even have an English accent right now. That's how much it is not happening. No idea who did this. This British guy who's dead on the ground. That's. It's going to be an unsolved case. I've got nothing. I let's just go home. I need to lie down. I just need to go home and lie down and uh, cry. And I feel like tomorrow when I wake up, the next case I'll get. But this one, it's just. It's not happening. Not happening. I uh, I never read any of the Agatha Christie books, but I worked I worked on the crew for one of the play versions in high school, and it was an Agatha Christie play. Uh, uh, and the Agatha Christie plays are fun. It was a fun play to watch because it was fun to watch really eloquent British characters uh, speaking thoughtfully and eloquently about a double homicide that just happened. It's amazing. They see a dead body. Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh, oh my goodness. We are a gat. This is, this is, this is a travesty. Simply a travesty. We must, we must calmly examine the evidence and see who is behind this. I'd like to see an Agatha Christie murder mystery play. Uh, involving my family. That's what I would look for. That way, you wouldn't see. It, it would. It would be a different kind of energy. I just. I think we'd find the corpse, and then my mother would say, "Well, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Uncle Herschel was going to be stabbed in the back with a menorah. I woke up this morning. I had a premonition. I knew it. Didn't I tell you something bad would happen? I hate the holidays. I hate it. This is all right. Everyone, uh, uh, we need to." Uh, we need a lawyer up, guys. We need a lawyer up. That's that's what I would say. Um, I also think it's too bad that that Agatha Christie didn't write any murder mysteries that took place in ancient Rome. I think I'd like to see an ancient Roman murder mystery because I, I think the the detect well it wouldn't be a detective. I guess it would be it would probably be, you know it would be a, a philosopher detective of some kind wearing a a toga, he'd gather everybody in the room and he'd say, listen. Um, I've, ga- I've gathered you all in the room in order to expose who killed the emperor. And uh, uh, the answer is everybody. 
everybody in this room has killed somebody. You're all, you all did it. Everybody. I try, I really tried, guys, to find somebody who didn't murder somebody. I got close with Maximus, but then I found out that while the rest of you were killing the Emperor, Maximus was killing the proconsul. So, it's, uh, I don't even know what murder I was investigating. I just, you all did it. Uh, everybody. Just, I, the, the, don't even try to deny it. You all did it. The only, all of you, you all did it. Uh, none of these bits have endings. Okay. Um, yes. Transition, 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 transition. Okay, so I've been, uh, I've had this idea for a long time, I'm trying to get this just right. So, uh, Shakespeare birth, Shakespeare's birthday just passed. It was, I thought it was on 420, and I was wrong about that. It was 423. I thought Shakespeare's birthday, I thought Shakespeare's ber birthday and the day that celebrates marijuana and Hitler's birthday were all the same. I thought there's just something, some bizarre thing about 420 that's either produces wonderful things or horrible things. But I was totally wrong. Shakespeare's birthday, 423. Although, records from that time, maybe it wasn't the 23rd. Maybe it was, maybe it was the 20th. We don't know. Uh, happy birthday to William Shakespeare. Uh, I hope that uh, you're doing well in whatever plane of existence you're in, if you're in a plane of existence. And if you're not in a plane of existence, if you don't exist anymore, then, um, you know, it must be nice for you to not have to really watch what's going on right now. I almost, I almost envy you, but I'm still, I still want to be not dead. Uh, just see to be or not to be. Okay. Um, and one of my favorite, I remember in college... We went, to, we went to London, saw one of Shakespeare's plays called Edward III, which I'd never read before. Edward III, it's one of those plays where they, we think that Shakespeare wrote some of it. And then some of it was written by somebody else. And it was one of the most bizarre experiences because I'm watching it. And there are moments in the play where I suddenly understand everything that's being said. And I go, oh, okay, that must not be Shakespeare. Uh, just very bizarre. It's, it, uh, it's like, you know, the, 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 there's a scene that has one of my favorite monologues in the whole play. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. So the, the prince and his, is, you know, his second in command are, are about to go on, go into battle and the prince is of realizing he's afraid of death and he asks for words of comfort from oddly. And oddly says, to die is all as common as to live. The one inch wise, the other holds in chase. For from the instant we begin to live, we do pursue and hunt the time to die. First bud we, then we blow and after seed, then presently we fall. And as a shade follows the body, so we follow death. If then... We hunt for death. Why do we fear it? If we fear it, why do we follow it? If we do fear, how can we shun it? If we do fear, with fear, we do but aid the thing we fear to seize on us the sooner. If we fear not, then no resolved proffer can overthrow the limit of our fate. For whether ripe or rotten, 
drop we shall, and as we do, draw the lottery of our doom. And then the prince listens to this and he nods, and then and the prince says, Thank you. I feel better now. You made me see things in a new way. I suddenly don't care whether or not I live or die, and that's mostly because the battle hasn't started yet, and the words that you said, I got most of what you said. I got it. Most of it. And it, for the moment, I'm feeling better now. Uh, probably going to go back to freaking out when I see an actual sword, but until then, uh, what you said is cool. Wow. Wow. Really eloquent. Thank you for that. Thank you for what you said. Uh, this was this was thoughtful of you. You should write that down. You should write that down and put that in a book. Okay, we're going to go now. We're going to exit the stage and kill. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. All right, um, so I feel like these are my closing thoughts now after this podcast, um, which which lasted, we're at 17 minutes. I, uh, it, it felt like it went a little faster to me. Um, that's a lie. This one, this one dragged a bit. I got to be honest with you. It dragged a bit. Um, I was a bit in my head. I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know that I quite climaxed on this one. I, I got, I got close and then now I'm being sexual. No, I don't want to do that. That's not good. What if I'm trying to reach a broader audience and I don't want to, you know, go too far with the, the, uh, the, the R rated stuff. So we're, we're not going to go there. Um, how do I want to close out today's podcast. What do I want to say? What's important to me? What's, what do I value? Uh, I, uh, what do I value? I am, uh, hoping, I'm hoping the Justice League is good. I really am. I am. I am. I am. I keep going back to this, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, diss on people who are making movies, like, I don't want to make fun of movies anymore. I mean, I do, but there's a part of me that doesn't, because so much work, I, I heard Pat Oswalt talk about this, actually. So much work goes in, did he, did Pat Oswalt talk about this? Well, at any point, someone talked about how there's so much work that goes into making a movie. And they put all that effort into it, and then when it doesn't work, you know, it's not like they're trying to make a movie that doesn't work. And, uh, and then even again, a movie works, it doesn't work, it's open to interpretation. There were people who loved Batman versus Superman, and I did. I was not one of those people. To me, it did not gel for me. And I'm hoping that uh, the Justice League will gel for me. I am hoping that. Uh, truly hoping that. I'm hoping that it all works out. Um, I'm, I'm, they're really trying to make Aquaman cool and good for them. That's, that's a noble... That's a noble pursuit, trying to make Aquaman cool. Um, he has been the butt of jokes for a long time. Um, I think the root of the problem might just be in the name, Aquaman. It's very, it's hard to, even if he is a massive, giant uh, uh, member of Atlantis, the king of Atlantis. I'm the king of Atlantis! 
what do you call yourself? I call myself Aquaman. Really? Yes. Yes. Aquaman. Waterman. I was going to go with Waterman, but that, you know, that doesn't work. You're right. Waterman is worse than Aquaman. I thank you. So that's why I thought of Aquaman. It's like Aqua Fresh, but a man. I want you to pretend that I didn't just say that. That's, I'm trying to pretend that the entire podcast, frankly. Aquaman. I am Aquaman. I am H2O man. I am two hydrogen, one oxygen man. No, that doesn't work. No, it does. Yeah, Aquaman's still the best choice. No, we, maybe we can, maybe we can come up with something better than Aquaman. Perhaps we could do, uh, mm, uh, Ocean guy. No, no, that doesn't work. No, that doesn't work either. Ocean guy. Ocean man? Ocean. The ocean. What, he just called you the ocean? Well, then, then people would get confused because I would say the ocean is in the ocean and that would be ridiculous. No, it's got to be Aquaman. I think Aquaman, of all the things, of all the names, Aquaman is the best bet. Yeah, I think... the. The more we talk about it, the more Aquaman is really the best possible name that you could have. I mean, there there is, well, there is the Submariner, but that one is taken. Oh, that one is so much better, isn't it? Yeah, the Submariner. I like that one because it's got kind of submarine in it. Sounds cool. Yes, the Submariner. There's no way that we could get the Submariner. No, it's it's somebody else has it. Ah. Aquaman. Aquaman is displeased. See, here's the thing, Aquaman. If you're going to go with Aquaman, you cannot speak in the third person. That's not going to work. Please do not do that. Say Aquaman as little as possible. Kind of do what they did in Superman, where somebody else kind of gives you Aquaman as kind of a cute name, and you begrudgingly accept it. That's the only way that it's going to work. If you admit to people that you sat in a room and you came up with Aquaman, you're never going to hear the end of it. You are not going to hear the end of it. Yes, that is true. I'm not going to hear the end of it. I still don't hear the end of it. The whales, they laugh at me. They sing laugh at me. The dolphins, they laugh. Well, they always laugh. That's kind of, they, they're just, oh, they're just jovial. This is the end of the podcast, the end of the podcast, and right now the children play, and the birds and they sing, and the bees they do, the bees don't really, well the bees dance, and the birds and the bees, but I'm singing about the birds and the bees, but I don't want to get beyond a PG rating this is the end of the podcast the end of the podcast if you are still listening to this podcast stop procrastinating on whatever it is you really need to do today and go do it Now I'm going to hit stop record.